Hi, Pat the Podcast Editor here. What does it take to stand out from your competition? Well, after a particularly successful couple of weeks, Dan and I reflect on what's worked for them and how you can set yourself apart from everyone else. Now, when you're thinking of your business at all hours of the day, it's easy to think that everyone is talking about the work that you do. But sometimes the reality is that people don't necessarily know what you're doing yet, especially if you're not promoting yourself properly. I think we're all very much in our own businesses and thinking, you know, oh, we see all this good stuff we're doing every day. So, of course, everyone knows that. And the reality is, and this is something, as I always say, we need to improve in our business. Half the people that have heard of your business don't know what you do and don't know how well you do it. And and that's really the challenge. Now, it's all well and good saying you want to stand out. But the simple things you can do to distinguish yourself from the competition just by thinking outside the box... Like what practical steps can you actually take to find how you can stand out and to start standing out? I think um, how we look at things is looking outside of your industry for inspiration and actually thinking, well, how can we do that in a better way and not just copy them? What do other industries do that's gaining success? So what are the actions you can take starting today to put yourself head and shoulders above the rest? Stay tuned to find out. Right, let's get stuck in. This is episode 60 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. How the F do you stand out from your competitors, Lloyd? Well, I think in reality, there is an infinite amount of ways that you can stand out from your competitors. But I think... Something that's really important to consider right at the start of this podcast is they all take time or money to implement. I think a big issue people trying to stand out from their competitors is the kind of thing of trying to find that silver bullet of like, oh, I'll just do this one post online somewhere and my business will go viral. Mm. Um, So I think that's something really important to consider at the start. But there are so many ways that you can do it, which I guess we'll be discussing. Yeah. And just to give context why I think this is a really important episode to listen to and why we're talking about it now. Recently, the last couple of weeks, we've won um, a number of really significant new clients. And I sort of sat down and thought to myself, how have we won this? Because I'm always trying to think like when we win new clients, how did we do it? Because we basically want to do more of that. Hmm. And one of the main things... I discovered when I actually thought about it was that the reason we'd won them is because of the way we do things and the way we do things is unique and some of the... So it wasn't just luck? No, it wasn't just luck. Oh, that's good to know. And some of the the kind of concepts that we're going to be delivering for clients sound mental and very unique and very weird, but I think that's what really makes us stand out. And Mm. I think... Anyone listening to this, if, if someone asks you how do you stand out from your competitors and you don't, you can't answer that clearly, hmm. I think you're in trouble. Yes, and I do think uh, a big mistake I see some genuinely really good businesses making is a bit of the kind of like arrogance of... So if your business, if you know that you're, you've got a great product or a great service... And you know that you actually, you know, or you think you know that you're better than your competitors. Mm. I think there's some businesses that have a kind of arrogance that, well, we, we don't need to be telling everyone how good we are because we know that we're the best. Mm. And I think it's a bit, a bit of a naive kind of um, way of thinking about things of, oh, we, we know we're good. So why, why should we have to prove it? Mm. It's like... I, I, people don't know that. 
Exactly. Then... I think it doesn't matter how good or bad your business is if you don't do the right things to stand out mm. from everyone else that let's be honest, a lot of the time actually does something very similar to you and a very similar mm. standard. We're all try- we all say we're the best and we do mm. these things. There are, there are millions of businesses out there. There are a lot of businesses operating at the same level of service, doing the same thing, even if you think that you're mm. special. I think we just have to be open to that. So re- really standing out from your competition is ultra important. So it's not just... What I got from you there, it's not just about standing out, but it's about how you communicate how you stand out as well. Because you could be really good in certain ways, but if no one knows that, exactly. the arrogance thing, like you said, oh, we know we're the best at this, but... That's exactly what I'm saying. Not just standing out by like, oh, we're doing this work and we know we're, you know, if someone sees that or we talk to them, Mm. um, we know that that's going to stand out. We're doing much better work. It's actually thinking... No, we need to proactively stand mm. out. If we're doing this good stuff, we have to communicate to the world in some sort of way what we're doing. Otherwise, we are, from, the, mm. from an outside perspective, we look like everyone else. I think we're all very much in our own businesses and thinking, you know, oh, we see all this good stuff we're doing every day. So, of course, everyone mm. knows that. And the reality is, and this is something, as I always say, we need to improve in our business half the people that have heard of your business don't know what you do and mm. don't know how well you do it. And, and that's really the challenge, I think. Do you think we stood out from our competitors when we started the business? Uh, Honestly? I, th- I think uh, not, not as well as we should have. I think we've always um, stood out from our competitors. But obviously when we started, our competitors were extreme operating at an extremely low level you know like when everyone's starting out you're competing with the other really cheap low level <laughs> yeah. um service or product they don't know what they're doing yeah you <laughs> see what i mean and as you go on your competitors change size and the level of service yeah. they're operating with and stuff i think there was a pivotal moment for us when we did start to stand out which mm-hmm. is that moment i've spoken about before in when we made that testimonials video and we like we found our niche of of kind of entertaining marketing that, that people yeah. actually enjoy consuming. I think before that, we tried and tested lots of things that worked relatively well. Mm-hmm. Some some did, some didn't. But that was when I, I think we we found our kind of niche of yeah. how we're gonna stand Yeah, out. I would agree, but I think it's I, I think it's been more of a constant journey. I do think even though we look back and obviously in the early days of our business, I would say our marketing and stuff we're putting out there was terrible no it wasn't right um (laughs) we were always trying to do more than the people we were competing with even Mm. if it wasn't at a great level of how we stand out Mm. i think we were always and i guess it's with with the kind of timing of of what businesses were doing as well when we first started out businesses were a, a lot worse on social media so actually just doing more than our competitors uh was an advantage and they weren't doing much Mm. um but i guess day to day week to week and year to year you have to do more and more when Mm. it comes to the online standing out online because obviously now it's very rare that any business doesn't have an online presence of some sort well can you do you have to stand up for your competitors like with this episode's all about stand up for your competitors but surely there's really successful businesses that maybe don't stand out from their competitors I don't think there's really successful businesses that don't stand out from their competitors. Because mm. um, I think the one, all of the brands and businesses you remember the name of have stood out from their competitors. Yeah. Like it's, you know, oh, smartphones. You could say, well, actually, have, have Samsung stood out? Because uh, an Apple, Apple more 
um, more successful. And the reality is Apple and Samsung have stood out from all of their competitors. Yeah. That's why they're the first two, well, in from mm. me, they're the first two that I would think of and I struggle to think of other brands in that field making smartphones. Yeah. I think unless you're competing on price though, I don't know, I feel like if you're just competing on price, which I wouldn't recommend, mm -hmm. I think then you need... To, the thing you're standing out with is you're competing on price. So mm. it's it's less like trying to think of other things, how you're adding more value in different verticals to yeah. make sure you're... I think it's really important to stand out from your competitors if you want to grow faster or bigger than your competitors. That's mm. the reality. If you want to just stay as you are, I don't think it's overly important. Most businesses that are okay at what they do could coast at the same level they are mm. from some kind of referrals or... oh people you know if you're in a b2b business referrals of people oh i know that guy work with him and that kind of thing but i think if you're looking for any kind of growth and i guess sustainability over yeah. the long term i think you need to stand out like when you choose a supplier for something i'm just trying to think like what are they doing to to make them stand out do you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're talking about standing out from your competitors. If you're choosing an accountant or choosing a new cleaner or mm. what what do they need to do? Like trying to analyze, because mm. I remember you mentioned recently that you put your house on the market and you had different um, estate agents come around yep. and you mentioned one stood out. Mm -hmm. Like what are they doing differently to make them stand out? It's interesting. And using that estate agent example, I guess the first stage of it is making sure you're in the right places to be seen and considered. So it's like we talk about a lot with awareness. Just mm. in our local area of Thanet, there are a handful of estate agents that most people that live there will be aware of. Mm. Um, so they're in the right places. Why are they aware of them? Uh, in, for estate agents... I think it's going to be actually the presence in the in the real world of seeing the, which is quite different to a lot of businesses mm. these days, but the for sale boards and yeah. their high street stores and stuff, which is pretty old school compared to a lot of industries. Mm. Um, but also the presence on platforms like Zoopla, Rightmove, all those online. If you're scrolling through properties and you see the same mm. estate agents again and you're again, remember them. you're going to be aware of them. So I think the first stage is that just knowing that they exist, mm. I guess, the second stage of, of standing out, because there there will be a number of estate agents in this area that we won't be able to name, that we're not aware of or won't be able to remember, mm. won't get past that point. Mm. Um, so I guess first you've got to pass that stage. And then I think the second stage is... So um, they're aware of you. Yeah, the second stage is how do they stand out as in, if we're speaking to or thinking of getting in touch with multiple estate agents, how are they making sure they communicate they are better than the others. So with your specific estate agent example, I yes. want to know why was why did one stand out? Like was there certain things they were doing or hmm. saying or It's really interesting just, they actually. They were just a nice person. Let's oh oh uh different. Didn't punch the mic then. I just need the stool that the mics are on. <laughs> oh, cool. That's a new one for the podcast. <laughs> um but yeah, using that exact example. So um, I haven't prepared to talk about estate agents, but I'll be honest, because <laughs> this, is, this is a real world scenario. Um, uh, so uh, any local estate agents, just let you know, gone with Miles and Barr <laughs> in Thanet. So, yeah, um, I sold my house with them. They're good. Oh, good. So um, a couple of things. I dealt with four estate agents recently. So one key thing was uh, how genuine I felt the estate agents were 
I want to dig into this deeper. How do you yeah. know someone's genuine? You don't. <laughs> no. You don't. But like, um, well, is it just your kind of... But I guess I shouldn't say how genuine. It's the trust, I guess. The trust that they are mm. going to do what they say. Yeah. Um, one estate agent came with clearly, I think, I guess because we're in sales and marketing. Yeah. I recognized it, but was very salesy. Easy car salesman. Using all of the sales tactics. Yeah. Uh, was 999, we, now, now 639. Exactly that. <laughs> Things like um, saying... a. Most estate agents say a price is a percentage, so it's easy to compare. Mm. They don't they don't go that route, so it's harder to compare their prices to other right. estate agents and things. And <laughs> yeah. just so so my trust was gone with that person because I recognised all these sales tactics mm. straight away. Didn't he, didn't he as well, or he or she or they? Yeah. Um, didn't they as well? Uh, sort of you you said the price of another one and they just did, he immediately knocked it down and said, oh yeah, we can just beat that or yes. something like that. Yeah. So that's that trust thing. So. His their their messaging as a business, the trust was gone because of those things. And then they set a price. I said, "Oh, that's interesting. That's quite a bit." Because I actually managed to work it out to compare it. Which <laughs> yeah, I guess just about. And oh, that's interesting. That's a bit higher. And he went, "Oh yeah, we'll do it cheaper than them. Yeah, I'll do it for you." And the moment <laughs> like, before oh, he'd said that was he yeah. he shield they had <laughs> said that was the lowest price they could do. So um, yeah, so I think trust, but also mm. then the showing things that show showing things that show good english <laughs> that they demonstrating that they can actually do the job yeah ability like, to deliver on they their promises. all said that they were going to sell my house for a really good price yeah and they were going to do it quickly anyone can say that <laughs> yeah i can say that yeah so then it's i think demonstrating how you can do a better mm. job and like having evidence yeah yeah and whether it's an estate agent sitting in front of you or whether it's online and social media content mm. Miles and Barr communicated to me within 24 hours in a number of ways. They showed me data of previous results. We've sold this many in the last month at this price. These are the other estate agents. That makes it very easy to, to make yeah, a decision. That's what I was going to say. I remember going to a talk at Social Day a few years ago, a really good talk. Um, it was about making your business stand out. Mm. And one of the things the guy said was there's this like three-pronged model. And one of the one of the points on that triangle was data. Mm. If you can share data to show that you deliver on your promises, that's something that can really make you stand out because it's, you know, mm. you can't argue with yeah. you know, tangible data. Yeah. And I think the so so they communicated the data. Oh, we've done a really good job before. Um, I've already had the awareness over a period of years that I've seen, seen them around. more and more of their of properties that are listed with them. I can see the business growing, so it must be successful. Mm. They must be se selling properties. That's happened over years. Then there's things like you, someone I trust, my brother, um, saying we've just had a good experience with them. Mm. Um, so it's there's all feeding into there's, this yeah, customer I'd, journey. Of I'd say there's them. probably ten different things that made me make that decision it's the same yeah. with a product or service you know if you're if i'm we said about phones if i've got an apple phone and you've got a samsung phone and um you know maybe i've seen some data of oh they, they've got this better camera and it does this and then you say oh i've had a samsung phone for two years and it's really good mm. it's multiple things to build that trust and that what you're paying for you're going to get the best possible thing um, and it can't just be one thing of you see one ad and it says Samsung yeah. phones are good. I think this is such a good real life example to learn from, from a marketing perspective. Because mm. if you, and this is how we think about marketing, all the campaigns we run, if you truly understand the customer journey and the different kind of marketing touch points that 
that contribute to making that decision, mm. then you can start to understand you need to be in those places. Just like if an estate agent was a small estate, local estate agent in Thanet was listening to this and they heard this conversation, mm. they could learn that, oh, they need to get more of those boards up outside the house mm. because that's the awareness stage. They know they need data to show that why they can mm -hmm. sell your house for X amount. Yeah. I think it can really, you can learn a lot from this. Yeah, I think so. And it's really for any of any business that's trying to stand out from their competitor that I think a key message is if you think of that buying experience that I've just had like I'm going to give them thousands of pounds mm. I'm putting my trust in them and I'm going to pay them a lot of money um I think it's knowing that there's not one thing you know don't don't try one thing to market your business and then kind of over a period of time then go, yeah, just didn't work. It's like you need to be doing mm. multiple things and being seen and heard in multiple places over a period of time. If you're trying to do one thing in the short term uh, and you're not seeing success, yeah, you probably won't. You know, Miles and Bar started in like 1999, I think. Can we fact check that? Uh, yeah, we can fact check that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Mr. Miles and Mr. Barr, or Mrs. Who aren't listening to this. Or Mrs. It's bad that I just thought it would be <laughs> yeah. Mr. Um, I'm ashamed of myself. Um, but we even say, we always say that at least 20% of your marketing should be trying and testing new things. Mm -hmm. Just like we've said before, this podcast, it was a test. And now we've tracked some significant revenue from the mm -hmm. podcast. You know, we're, we're now uh, building the Knowlton TikTok channel. And mm -hmm. we recently had some success there. So, yeah. you know, what are you doing to try and test new channels? And I get that you don't just want to spread yourself too thin as well. You don't want to do a hundred different things at once to try and test everything because then you can never get good at one thing. But at least, you know, a percentage of your time should be spent testing. Yeah. And it's that long-term approach as well. You know, it, if it's a lot of people that want to work with us come to us and they want to see a result very quickly. And the reality is, most of the time it's very hard to do that and if you if you go into multiple things to try and get a quick result and then think no that didn't work let's do this invest in that no it didn't work you're very unlikely to find long-term success whereas doing things maybe actually spending less time and effort on a few different things but doing it consistently over a period of time that's where we've certainly seen success and how i kind of see in other businesses the success it's not the overnight thing of, mm. oh, yeah, we did this TikTok. Since then, our business has doubled. Yeah. The reality is very, very, very few. Because you see on TikTok, I, I've seen some people that have had a viral TikTok and actually their business has quadrupled overnight. Mm. But the reality is normally they're very small businesses and they've just started out. So maybe they had £100 of sales a week before yeah. and now they're getting £400. It, it, mm. That one thing... I think people chase this one thing that's going to make it yeah. easy when in reality it's lots of things consistently over time that's going to make you stand out. I think as well the point that you were saying about sort of managing expectations and it's not going to be an instant thing, the long-term approach. From a sales perspective of our business, we, we now feel very confident with um, managing people's expectations. And if someone mm. comes to us and says, I want to go viral on YouTube or TikTok tomorrow, it's like that's mm. very difficult and almost impossible to do. Mm. So trying to manage those expectations and know that it's that long-term approach. Yeah. And we've taken a long-term approach. I think we're, we're making decisions and have made decisions that we're not expecting to get results from for a long time. Yep. And you will fail. We, mm. we fail with things we try. You know, maybe our TikTok channel might mm. not ever win us any business. Yeah. Maybe in two years' time, it might be the biggest way that we, we mm. win business. 
There's no way of knowing at the moment. So yeah. it's that time and consistency. And the reality is, to stand out, you've either or and or got to do more stuff to get noticed or better stuff to get noticed. Mm. So if you're looking at your competitors and you can see that they're doing more or they're doing higher quality stuff than you, you know that's what you've got to work on. And if you're thinking, well, there's no way I'll ever have the time, mm. then you're doing something wrong because your competitors are finding the time to do it. Yeah. So their business model's working. So you need to adapt to, to get mm. to that level. So how, let, let's get practical now. Practical steps. So if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, oh, I look like all my competitors and I don't really stand out, mm -hmm. like what practical steps can you actually take to think, to, to find how you can stand out and to start standing out? I think the easy thing is looking at your competitors uh, and getting inspiration. So if any of your competitors... I disagree. Are, okay, cool. If any of your competitors are doing better stuff, firstly, you want to get to that level and get over it. We'll hear what Dan thinks in a minute. But I think um, how we look at things is looking outside of your industry for inspiration and actually thinking, so, you know, if you're us, or let's, let's use the estate agent thing. Right, my biggest competitor is advertising in the local paper, and they seem to be having success. What other channel actually gets to more of the target market than the local paper, and can we get more creative with? Mm. Well, how can we do that in a better way and not just copy them? What do other industries do that's gaining success? So what's, what that's do you what think? I was, no, I was going to say the second part that I think always try and look outside of your industry for inspiration you know, there's an example. I don't know if you've seen, there's a lady called um, Jerry Williams from Smooth Accounting on LinkedIn. No. She's an accountant. Mm. And I'd traditionally say uh, accountancy is sort of probably more boring than a lot of industries. Well, well Dan, I actually, um, I actually disagree. <laughs> um, Go on then. Well, there's, we've been speaking to some judges for an, for an award we're out for, which is actually a, an accountancy firm. They sponsor the awards and they're the judges. <laughs> right. And since speaking to them, I actually think that accounts are really interesting. <laughs> so, is it because you're trying to influence their decision on choosing us? No, as no, no, not at all. I just, <laughs> I actually think accountants are probably the best people I've met. <laughs> so, we do have an episode though a while back where you're talking about how much you dislike accountants. So things is... change. Things change. <laughs> things change. So. Yeah, I just want to just want to let you know that the official view from Knowlton and my personal view <laughs> is accountants are incredibly interesting people and in an interesting Strange industry. That you're saying that at this time when the awards are coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But where was I uh, about smooth accounting? Yeah. Uh, traditionally, it's boring. Obviously, Knowlton and you don't think they're boring. They're amazing. No, definitely. But she takes a, a really unique approach with her content mm. and a lot of her videos aren't dry and they're fun and entertaining to watch and she talks about uh accountancy jargon mm. and like when the budget comes out she she explains it in layman's terms and yeah i think you can you can even look at being different when you are part of a, a mm. but not boring but not boring industry bringing creativity to any industry and mm. obviously it's easy for accountants because they're already so interesting <laughs> yeah. and, and great people but there might be other industries that aren't judging awards yeah. we're up for um that are less interesting you need to be more creative with and i think i think in terms of more practical steps i think actually try to spend time uh consuming content from those other interesting industries hmm. alongside accounting 
I think uh, a lot of the inspiration and the ideas I get are from what I've consumed on social media platforms mm. and on media channels. So if you're not spending time actually consuming that, you're mm. not going to be getting those ideas yeah. to feed so into I, your business. I think on a creative level on how you can think of doing this, it's very hard and I think very few and, and they're very talented people that are creative can just from the inside of their head think, oh, this amazing thing no one's done before. Mm. That's going to be great. I know there are people that are very talented that think of those ideas and occasionally we all mm. can do it. But the reality is most of it is you find inspiration from other places and other people that are doing well and not, not inspiration from one source where you're like, oh yeah, just copy that. Mm. It's, it's lots of different things getting great examples and they usually then help the creative process and you take lots of little bits to mm. gain success. So I think, like you're saying, actually consuming good mm. stuff is important. Are there any other examples that you can think of of... Uh, businesses that kind of stand out from their competitors or any anyone that you think is doing this really well? Um, like I said, weirdly, anyone you can remember. <laughs> uh, I think that's the weird thing. Like you try and think of these obscure, oh, actually this, but in reality, yeah. Amazon is the first place I remember when I want to buy anything. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't even like it, but it, ha it happens and I buy from them yeah. all the time because they have shown me over time that they are going to provide me a better service convenient. than anyone else yeah. in the world. I think... It, it literally anyone you remember um, mm. has done it in, to some extent, unless you're remembering them because someone said, yeah. oh, they're so bad. And they kicked my dog when they said they were going to yeah. paint my walls. <laughs> you know, if it's a negative thing you yeah. remember, then. I also think, obviously, anyone that's ever worked with Knowlton yes. stands out. Oh, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> and um, and An uh, Creston Reeves, accountant. <laughs> Oh, they're the, the ones that are judging. Right. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I forgot they were. <laughs> but they're really, they're, they really stand out. Yeah. They actually were. Oh, I can't say anything good because it will sound like I'm, they, they were really nice when we spoke to them. <laughs> oh, is that, is that sincere? Yeah, well, I was trying to be sincere. Then I realized there's nothing sincere I could say because it will sound like we're yeah. trying to win an, an award. Um, but, yeah. So do you think there's anything, anything else anyone can take away from this podcast in terms of standing out from your competitors? Any kind of final words from you Lloyd so that people can get value from this episode anything interesting you want to say anything weird nah no <laughs> no no do you have anything uh, uh, no not really no. no I think just to summarize those two remembering to do those two things so firstly you need to be in the right places to even and be remembered to even be considered for anyone to work with you that's mm. the first stage of standing out is people actually knowing or remembering yeah. who you are um and then the second stage in the process doing the right things mm. to convince them that you're better than anyone else using data or mm. of, of previous successes or creativity to yeah. get that across. You know, I think you know broken down into those two parts. Do you know it's a massive coincidence? What? Knowlton are amazing at helping brands do that. Oh, that, so yeah. that if is anyone's a coincidence. listening and they want to do that, yeah. we help brands Lots stand out. Lots of coincidences. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, talking about accounting and I've discovered they're, they're all brilliant. Yeah. And now that. That is a coincidence. So yeah, if you are listening and you do want to um, stand out from your competitors, look at some of the creative stuff we've done. Yeah. We've got evidence as well. Yeah. So talk to us and we'll show you our evidence. <laughs> we'll show you your evidence. That's good marketing, <laughs> isn't it? Cool. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed this episode of the Business Anchors podcast and we will see you same time next week. Bye. Bye.